0: Welcome friends of the universe, we are Soul Women. We are three women exploring topics ranging from social advocacy, healing from trauma, and so much more. In each episode, we aim to have deep conversations while maintaining our unique perspectives in order to promote a lifestyle of inner peace, authenticity, vulnerability,
1: and intentional living. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode with an open mind and an open heart. Everyone, welcome to episode fifty-two. We are back and refreshed, and feeling like I don't even know what we're feeling like. We're going to talk about it today, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just the three of us today. We don't have a guest, so we're doing a little check-in episode. It's been a while, um, and we're also going to try to get back onto regular programming with our episodes. So thank you for your patience and understanding. Anyways, hi, guys. Hi. Hi, hi. Hello.
2: Hi. Hello, 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 hello.
1: How is everyone's day? Or morning, I should say. It's it's actually pretty early for us. It's been really, really nice
0: and, and chill so far. Honestly, just trying to come back from... The craziness of New York and the time that we spent together there. So, for those of you who don't know, who are listening, we just had a trip to New York all together. We visited Mar there and it was really, really beautiful. It was fantastic. We learned a lot because I realized most of our time spent together has always been spent in like really chill places,
1: usually in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just chilling on a lake or just being super laid back. And of course, New York, you can have the laid back moments,
1: but of course it will it will try to test you. Have we ever been anywhere other than Minnesota together? No. I mean, I know I've been in New Orleans with you, Cal, but not all three of us. Oh, you're
0: right. Yeah. What wow. I, I think that's that's why we learned a lot too. Is it was just like a whole new situation, whole new environment. And getting to see each person when there's a lot of stimulus around. There's a lot of things going on.
1: But Yes. I mean, let me set the scene real quick. Minute. Because this was not only... I mean, Mar knows because she's been living in New York now for almost a year. So, like, New York is... Straight chaos, okay? But not only is it straight <laughs> chaos in the best possible way, right? Anyone who's been to New York City, like you know exactly what I mean where it's just like so chaotic but in the best possible way, but we also happen to go during like a very, very hot time of the year. So, it's like very hot and humid, and you're in this concrete jungle. There's no like wind off the Lake Superior, or there's (laughs) no like pool to go jump into. You're just kind of like stuck in this like sauna of heat. And that, at least for me, was by far the most difficult part of the whole trip because my body just shuts down in the heat. Like, I am a total Midwestern, like born in the winter kind of person. And so, it was like that chaos mixed with that heat. And then with your favorite people in the whole world. So you're so comfortable and you're like, well, I get to be nothing but myself here.
2: It reminds me of uh, Wizard of Oz. Stay with me. Um, (laughs) And you know how like the whole journey is about like everyone has to like achieve like success through an obstacle. So like the lion is like courage and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that's what New York was like for us. We were all kind of had a all different obstacles. One of yours, Andy was heat, like dealing with like the heat um and staying like present in it. Mine was definitely <laughs> shoes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you were-
0: Wait, wait, side story for you. side story for oh, you guys. My god, um, yeah, you were so shoes. <laughs> Literally the See first day saying? that I'm there and uh, I I wore A pair of Mars roommates, little low heels that were so comfy. I was like, I'm not going to have any problems with these. We're just going out for dinner. It's going to be great. And then it started raining, and these shoes became super slippery. Like, I was like, my toes were eagle claw clenched into these shoes, trying not to slip out. And Mars was, like, being a nice little servant to me, and she's holding the umbrella over me as I'm just, like, shuffling along the street. And we get there and whatnot, and it's fine. And I get home. And, of course, these shoes, like, cause some blisters to start forming. And then here's the other kicker. So I brought these other sandals, and a strap had fallen out of them, so I glued them back together. I got this, like, expensive <laughs> shoe glue, glued them back together, and wore them out on the 4th of July when we went out. 4th of July, 4th of July in New York is a a fucking shit show you guys there's people everywhere you have to walk everywhere because no ubers are are anywhere and what started happening is as we're walking and we had decided we're like oh it's okay it's about like a 40 minute walk we can do that that's fine and all of a sudden the strap that i glued comes out of my shoe and i'm like okay it's fine like it, my shoe's not falling off or anything we're good and Another strap falls off, like, a couple blocks down. Another strap falls off. Somehow my shoes are still on, and I was like, okay, it'll be fine. We just have to get on the train and then walk four blocks to Mars House. Perfect. And then as we get into the into the train station... <laughs> My shoe, my left shoe just completely explodes. It and literally exploded. Like cannot be salvaged. A whole side of it was just off. <laughs> so it's just flopping from my foot. We're late for the train. Mara looks back and she's just it's like, so well, laughing. you just got to walk. You just, I, I don't know. You just got to, I don't know. You just got to walk. And, and no
1: one wants to be barefoot in New York City. That's the problem. No. It's like so, you don't know what's
2: on the ground. So yeah. I mean? Like the subway is the worst place to be barefoot. I, I yeah. So
0: thankfully my knight in shining armor was Andy's partner who I looked down and I was like I was like okay what if just what if can I wear your sock? He gives me his shoe and then he wears his sock and so we're walking through the subway and I'm wearing one broken sandal that's somehow hanging on and one of Mike's shoes and <laughs> Yeah, it's safe to say we eventually made it back. Andy and I both had feet problems, but then eventually halfway through the
1: trip, like they started healing and we were all golden. I oh got yeah, some new shoes. there's some really saved the day. There was some gnarly blisters between Callie and I that were just like had a vengeance. They were just growing bigger as the time went on. Like I literally was <laughs> like, I have a new child on each of my feet. Like this is a they <laughs> have a life form. Like what? this is you didn't. You didn't want 12 toes? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was an extra toe. It was literally a new toe on both my feet, <laughs> which is so yeah, funny because the second you stop walking on it, like the day after I left New York, they went away. Oh, yeah, I was like, same. OK, thanks. <laughs> like, thanks for the adventure.
2: <laughs> I really could have been a better host in that way. And have what I should have warned you guys about the blisters because I had them the first month that I was in New York, like continuously achingly, it was horrible. Um, and then they just went away, and I really haven't had to deal with them since because I walk so much
0: and just being on concrete too. Oh yeah, true. Like, just being on concrete, no matter where okay, you go, yeah. and in New York, like you do, just have to walk everywhere. You can't drive anywhere. So, I mean, you can if you have a car, obviously, but but I mean, but we also liked, was which was amazing. We also bike. Yeah, if you're in New York City, get an e bike. I didn't understand until we got there, but Mar was like so adamant. She was like, "I'm not taking you guys on city bikes. No, I do. <laughs> I have to be e bikes to ride a city.
2: But they have to be you e-bikes. Guys, This is how the trip, like the chain of e, like loving. Okay, let me say that again. This is like how the chain of loving e bikes starts. though, because my roommate started biking on e bikes when it was her last month here before she moved. And she, you know, came home and told my other roommate and I was just, like, just, just talking about e-bikes and being like, you have to get an e-bike. You'll never bike it like the same again, blah, blah. And I remember being like, I think you're being a little dramatic, but I'll totally check it out with you. Like, it's the just the bike. bike. The first trip we did, we took it to the beach or like to the water. And I was just like smiling from ear to ear because it's just like, is that adrenaline rush? Like, I love an adrenaline rush but I'm also a very level-headed homebody, So like, I don't need like something crazy, but I need like that little adrenaline. And an e-bike in in New York City is the perfect adrenaline rush for me because I get to speed. I feel like I'm kind of detached from reality and I'm just like in my own movie. And there's a movie actually, and it's a biker in New York City. And with Joseph Gordon-Lovett, this is a side note, but I feel like I'm him every single time I get on a bike and I feel so powerful. And I'm really happy that you guys also now understand. (laughs) Now you have to go tell someone else about it and bring them. Assuming everyone knows what an e-bike is,
1: but it's basically just a regular bike, but it's like electric. So like as you pedal, it like pumps you forward. So it's helping you do the work, which again, with the heat, back to my issue with the heat, was like a lifesaver because had we had to do All the pedaling completely on our own, it would have just made for like so much more stickier, sweatier mess than it already was. Oh, definitely. But as we're talking about e-bikes,
0: that's another one of the obstacles because the hilarious thing that happens is me, the person who lives in New Orleans who's used to this like drastic level of heat and humidity... We took these e-bikes out one time and mine was the only one that worked and oh, everyone yeah. else's work. didn't work. <laughs> and on an e-bike, it doesn't just I turn into a that. regular city bike. It just turns like as if you were had it on like how Mar described. She was like, it feels like I'm on gear seven. Like you're just yeah, pushing, like it and pushing and pushing.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that was a morning where I didn't have coffee yet. And I unfortunately am a little bit. Um, what's the word?
0: Anal? No, what's the word when
2: you like, oh, I just, I rely on caffeine right now. (laughs) Am I anal? (laughs) I probably am anal. Like when I'm host, I'm
1: like... Honestly, more than I realized. Yeah, more than I realized on this trip. But that's okay. I think when we're in a hosting position, it is natural to be a little more anal about things. I'm the same way when I'm hosting to a degree where I just want to make sure everything's kind of perfect. But the funny thing about the resistance, like Mars talking about that morning, is at that point, that's when it hit me that I was like, I'm surrendering to this city right now because I... I'm so hot. Like, I've never been this hot in my life and had to like continue to just, like, I'm like, we're biking to this destination that's outside. We're not gonna go. And like, when we get there, we're gonna be in air conditioning. Like, I'm gonna consistently just stay hot. And now I'm on a bike that's literally resisting me. So I'm like, I'm just in my head, like, and I'm in a nice little dress, like, trying to look cute. I'm completely like disheveled. It's like I just got out of the lake. So I'm like biking, just trying to get through it. I'm like, this is a workout. You got this. I'm like amping myself up. And all of a sudden, I have Mike behind me. He's like, yeah, my e bike isn't working either. And I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. But then all of a sudden, he's like, you got this. Come on, let's go. Your butt looks good. Like just hyping me up as I went. And I'm like, that's all I need. Cause I can't talk right now because I'm trying to survive. But if you want to <laughs> hype me up, I'm taking that in. I'm totally appreciating that. And then by the time we got there, I was just like, well, at this point, there's nothing I can do about this. And we actually ended up having like a really, a really good day after that despite mm-hmm. some other challenges of just being like so sore and so hot it's so funny how much that just takes over truly i just remember so many times that like
0: like someone was just like 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 irritated by something or it, it would just come to this point where so many things were happening from the universe and just from new york's energy that it was just laughable like it was just comical and so so the times that we'd be walking down and i'd just be like <laughs> Like, this is ridiculous, but I'm here for it. Yeah. No other people that I'd rather work through these things with.
2: (laughs) And I knew this was going to happen because I've been here, obviously. And, like, I just know there's days where New York kicks you in the butt and there's days where it's like, I'm going to gift you with everything, you know? And I just knew we would have both of those days, multiple times in your visit. um, And we sure did. But also... One thing that I haven't really felt since I got here until you guys came is there were a lot of moments where I was like, oh, the universe is gifting us for all being together. Like, it's just like, there's something about all of our energies together that eases any challenge. Like, yeah, it's still a challenge, but it's easier to focus on it and work through it with us. And I I could tell the universe was, like, giving that ease for us, which was so beneficial and I'm really grateful for it because I didn't think that was going to happen. And yeah, honestly, like it exceeded my expectations, especially you guys, like both of you did so well um, in such a new environment. And I was just, I was really proud of you guys.
1: I just love being in new places. I think that there were a lot of moments where we were gifted with things like just like making it to the subway on time or, just like little moments, you know, an Uber getting there super quick for us where we'd be able to make it into a restaurant without a reservation or whatever it was where we got really lucky. I think that does have a lot to do with who you're around because I think when you are with people who can just take things in strides and and not get super worked up, that's super helpful. Definitely. I, I feel like we all have those moments too where it's like
0: just learning how to Go internal when you need to and be aware of your own emotions and the feelings that you have in your body so then you're not projecting anything that you're feeling onto other people that are around you, whether you're on vacation, whether you're just like in your own life, like whatever it might be. Like a big takeaway for me from New York, I like it was crazy because I felt like the three months before I left for New York, I felt like weeks were just flying by. I was like, why does it feel like time is just rushing by? And then the eight days that we spent in New York felt like three freaking weeks. And I was like, okay, so what is that about? That like eight days can feel like three weeks, but then three months can feel like uh, two weeks, you know? And I think it comes back to that Idea of always being, always doing something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable because that really truly grounds you in the present moment. So I'm trying to take that back into my life now where it's like, can I have a little bit more structure around the things that I do? So then I can enjoy things more. I can like have space to try something new instead of, you know, my ADHD brain not being able to. To manage time. And I always felt like I was just like pushing like one thing to the next and like constantly trying to find space for things. But I realized that like a lot of my motivation wasn't in the right place. And, um, this other podcast that I've been listening to called I have ADHD, highly recommend for anyone who's listening. Um, but they, like, they talk a lot about that in there where it's not about consistency to be successful. It's about being persistent and just being aware of how, how you're spending your time, where you're putting your energy and becoming more of an essentialist than a non-essentialist, which essentially just means making priorities and sticking with them. (laughs) And so I think having that like that freedom, that flow on our New York trip and just being around all of the chaos and finding peace within that space was so important to me. It was like a, like a kick in the ass and just a breath of fresh air for what I'm working on back home. Because New Orleans is the polar opposite of New York. It is slow. It is just super laid back. And so being able to tie some of that inspiration and that The things that I've learned in New York—it's—it's been really, really great so far. I mean, we're only
1: half a week (laughs) from coming back, but you know, we'll see where this takes me. I kind of—I love that you said that because I didn't realize that that was a takeaway for you. Because that was a similar takeaway for me, but almost like in reverse, where. I'm really, really good at time management. It's just something like out the womb. like I don't know what it is. It's just a, a skill I have. In fact, it's annoying to people around me how much of a time manage manager I am. Like my everyone in my life, I'm like, I was like, well, did you think about this and this and this? And I don't think we'll have time for that because travel time and this and that, like I just for some reason, it maps out in my head. Despite my ability to have that time management, it's like a blessing in a lot of ways, but it also really takes away from being in the present moment a lot. So what I've actually been working on for like a quite a while, like a couple of years now, is being able to like, Andy, even though you know that this we might not have time for this. Just let it go because there might be something really cool that happens from missing the subway, or there might be something really cool happens from missing the restaurant's closing time. Like you just don't like. There's a there has to be room for a spontaneity, and there so many cool things happen when you're not just following like a time schedule. And so that's something that I'm actually working on, it, kind of I guess with you, Callie, too. Where it's like. I'm working on going with the flow more, which is like a really hard thing for me to do because I have all this awareness of like, what might happen if we miss this or whatever. And I think it's like taking out that predictive, preventative energy, which works in some cases, but in other cases, kind of just like feels controlling and rigid. So I kind of had told myself after the first night, because the first night I was doing it, I was like doing my time management thing. And then after the first night, I was like, actually, I'm not doing this. It's going to take away from my experience. It's going to take away from everyone else's experience. And I feel like when I dropped that, like I just dropped it, I'm like, nope, not my responsibility. If we miss things, who cares? If this happens, who cares? Even if I was aware of it, I'm not going to say anything. And so I feel like finding a balance is key, right? Like I could have done it in some areas, I didn't have to completely drop it. But on the trip, I just decided I'm going to see what happens when I completely drop this. Mm -hmm. And it was actually very liberating for me because I was able to take a back seat instead of like a leader position, which a lot of the times I'm in that leader position and expected to be in that position. Mm -hmm. So that part of it was very liberating for me. And I'm going to try and work on that too on like a day to day basis. So.
0: Yeah, I I super resonate with you on that. And, of course, there were those moments on the trip where, like, Andy and I would look at each other and we're like, we're just observers. We just get to be here and we just get to enjoy Because, like, the reason why I can tap into vacation mode, like, so deeply, like, almost to the point where I also need to do that, too, where it's like there are moments where I can like I can speak up more about, like, where we should go or, like, how we should get somewhere, you know, if I have an idea about something. But there's so much of my life is me planning things or me being in charge of things or me leading things that like when I go on vacation, it's like, it's like a need. It's like a, I really, the last thing that I want to do is plan something when I'm on vacation and and I'm also just like so easy to please and like we could just literally walk down the street and people watch and I'm content. Like I'd rather, I'd rather be doing things that seem easy and like don't stress Anybody out, and like that's a vacation for me. For me, growing up, my vacations were always going to a cabin that didn't have any Wi-Fi. Like literally, laying by a lake. It's like I I never really understood why vacations for so many people were like too busy to like really busy places because I'm like you can't fully. It's like harder to fully relax there, and that's what vacation is always in my head. So. Yeah, just know that whenever you see me just, like, chilling in the background, (laughs) that's just Cal in vacation mode. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing.
2: We were able to find those moments of stillness, like, a whole day of biking. um, And then we ended up at Central Park, and we all just, like, meditated, you know? And I think about that a lot because it was such a calm moment in a very busy park. And after, like, a busy half of, like, the beginning of the day, and we were able to just, like, sit and kind of register and observe everything around us. We did that a few times in other places and like even the beach day, like that was one where I totally forgot about time. Like I didn't even know like when we got there and when we left, but I will say I was the opposite. And I feel like I took on the leader role way more, which is great because I am a national born leader and I'm not always, I don't, I'm not always perceived as that because I am also kind of, like, a chameleon where I'm, like, oh, if someone else wants to be leader, I can, like, move behind. I can sit back. I can take the back seat. I'm more than okay to do that. Um, But it's nice to also be the leader. I think one of the obstacles with that, though, is that losing – you have to, like, let go of all control. And when I'm in that role, I do not want to let go. And I'm, like – especially when you're, like, two people – well, more than two people, but specifically you guys, like – people that I love and like mean so much to me coming to visit me in a place that also means so much to me. Like my head is all, was always like, how can I show them? How can I, how can I make them feel good? Just like on host mode 24 seven, which I'm not saying is healthy. It was like a good practice because I will want to continue to host. And also like being a leader is something that's important to me. So like practicing those values is great, but also being mindful about, things that are out of your control I will want to try to control still like if the subway is late I'm like okay what can we do instead of just waiting for the next one I'm like no we have to find mm-hmm. another way and um yeah so that was definitely an obstacle for me but also a moment of like oh look at me I also can be a leader and now I need to learn how to be like a healthy leader mm-hmm.
0: yeah definitely there was another part of um and Mar, we've talked about this but the, it's in the same vein of the podcast, the podcast, I have ADHD, but about things being like a waste of time and how we have to move away from saying or thinking that something is a waste of time or that like I wasted my time or this is like a waste of my time, you know, whatever you want to say for it, because you you can notice that and like, just try it too, where you just, whatever you're doing whether it's laundry whether it's waiting at a red light it's like just say to yourself like this is a waste of my time and just see how you feel about that and i realized like there were so many moments like that in new york where like just things don't go as planned and so like you're waiting for a little bit longer or you're unsure about how long you're going to be waiting and since you're only there for a f- a finite amount of time it's really easy to be like Okay, like we need to we need to get something done. Like we need to go here because like we're wasting our time. We only have so much time. And I think that's a dangerous place to get into, which we didn't really get into that either, but I like noticed the moments that we definitely could have gotten into those moments. I think sometimes we like felt the pull and felt the rush to do something. But I think a lot of people like fall into that that sort of vacation trap of thinking that you have to make certain use of every minute of your yeah. time when truly all that matters is like us being together. So like nothing could ever be a waste of time. And so I think that's what we'll take in for, for like future trips too is like all that matters. Like even though, even when things just go to shit, like we have each other and that's yeah. that's like truly all that matters.
1: Yeah. And when you're on vacation, it's like all we have is time. Like we're here because we have time. Yeah, so it is sort yeah. of, yeah. And, and I think you're right, Callie. Like that was exactly like the mindset that I let go of after that first night of like, I'm not on a time schedule. There isn't anything pressing that I need to do because I know like Mar has things she wants to show us and a nun has things that he wants to show us. And so I'm just at the mercy of like their plans right now. And that can feel really good. And like you said, Mar, on the reverse end, it does feel good to be a leader. I think because the three of us are all like, I would say, we all have that leadership quality within us. At times it can be really hard. I'm very, very outwardly like a leader, right? It's something that I put out there. I take charge a lot. I take care of people a lot. It's like my maternal, like mothering energy. So I can imagine sometimes as my friend, it would be hard to get into a leader position with me because I'm always like kind of that strong energy and I always have been. So it was actually really cool for me like I said, to take that backseat and let you be a leader. It was almost like I need to just like let Mar lead because she wants to be a leader right now. And that's something like if she wants to do it, I'm going to honor that. And it makes sense because this is like her home. And that was actually like, just for your knowledge, because we haven't talked about this, really refreshing for me because it usually is a lot on me. And and because usually you guys are visiting me, you know what I mean? Like you're visiting home, which is your guys' home as well. But it's like, I'm hosting. Like I was so chill internally about all of that type of stuff. Cause I'm like, I didn't have to look at my phone once. I didn't have to look at my maps. I didn't have to find the next destination. I was just like, sweet, like I'm back here, just going with the flow. That was like a really liberating. So I'm I'm proud of you for choosing to feed into that leadership role. But I also appreciate you being aware of the fact that. There's moments where you do have to let go of control as a leader, too, because I've learned those same things by hosting you guys in the past. It's like, you can't please everybody. It's not your job. It's actually taking away from their experience when you're trying so hard to make sure it's perfect for them because then if they don't have a good time with something, you take that on and all of a sudden you're all sad. And it's like, that's not on you. That's on them. Like That's their experience. And you don't get to have a say of if someone has a perfect time or not. And so putting all that pressure on yourself is like... That's too much when you're in a leadership role. It's like, if you start taking responsibility for how everyone's feeling, then you're going too far. And I've totally been there before, so that's why I can speak on it.
0: Honestly, I think we could have a whole podcast surrounding that, Um, but we can just pop on that topic for a little bit here. But for, for those who are listening, when you are in those situations where you feel like you have to create an experience for somebody else, or you have to shift or control somebody else's experience and how they're perceiving a situation, that takes so much of your energy that it actually like really takes you out of the moment. And like, we all had those moments where it's like, I'm processing something, but like, it's within me. Like, this is all within me. Like, it's not you. It's just me processing this. And I just need like a few minutes or some space to to just work through this. And- I think sometimes we can get in those moments. Mara, I noticed this with you too. And I think just when we get into these hosting roles, like you kind of do feel like you're responsible for making sure everyone has a good time. But and I know that you know this, but knowing that it's it's not your responsibility. And that goes for all of us whenever we're in those positions. And for those of you who listening too, like whenever you're hosting people, like you can... I mean, you can control a certain amount of things, but at the end of the day, it's like people are going to feel what they're going to feel, and it's 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 never your responsibility. It's never your fault if somebody doesn't get what you were hoping they got out of something, you know. And so, I'm wondering if either of you have anything more to add to that, too, or any any tips to to kind of reel yourself back from thinking that you have to take on
2: that role. I will say. To clarify, too, like the reason that I was doing it, because I do think at the end of the day it is a healthy reason. I just sometimes, I mean, me, I'm just talking about me, but like in general, people get into host mode. Sometimes it can just come off like, oh, this isn't my responsibility to like try to manipulate um, and like structure their, their opinion on something, you know, like you're going to react about something the way you want to react about it. And it's, you know, it's hard as a human to, like, sit there and let it happen because sometimes you're like, well, but maybe we could prevent it type of thing. But for me, it's just like, I wanted to give you, both of you, the experience of ease, which obviously, and comfort, which obviously you have already explained was what it felt like, so that's great for me. But also, I think of it as, like, I'm always, like, put myself in someone else's shoes, uh, and I think about when Andy hosts and I feel so comforted when I go to Andy's and she's like, the fridge is stocked. You don't have to do anything. Pick what you want. Also, like, here's a letter. Cause sometimes she'll, she's not home when we get there. Like, here's a letter, like telling me, like telling you how grateful I am for you. And like, there's little things that make me feel so comfortable about coming home and about visiting Andy. And I know, Callie, we haven't had this experience, but I know I'd be the same with you as well, um, visiting New Orleans. But that to me means so much because I am such a need person. Like, I I want all my needs to be met before anything else. And, like, that is where my triggers are, if my safety or my food or my health is, like, off. And Andy, specifically, because she's the one who hosts us a lot, is so good at doing that. And so for me, it was like, how can I reciprocate that? So Cal and Andy also come into this apartment and feel like they don't have to worry about anything other than what they want to do with their days off, you know? And so again, it's unfair to put pressure on myself to make me be this over, like, overarching, like factor where like i have to create that because that's not how it works um and sometimes when you're in that moment it feels like oh i'm like i have to control this but um yeah so i know deep down it's like a good intention but it's now seeing that good intention and then how can we actually act on it healthily as well because like you were saying there's moments where i just can't control it and you both are so great at being like, it's okay, whatever. I have blisters. It's fine. My shoe can bust it. I'm good. Like it's really hot, but like I'm having a great time, but that doesn't always happen with people. You know, Um, you two are obviously a special kind and a lot of other people get frustrated and speak on that frustration. And so in those moments, I think that becomes a fear of mine. I don't know. I kind of just went on the yeah.
1: rant. Sorry. No, that's that's awesome. And I think that that makes a lot of sense being that this was really like your first experience with hosting. And so I think it's like like we talked about earlier, it's just really good practice. Like you learn from the first couple of times I hosted you guys, I was way more stressed. And, and the last couple of times I've been way more laid back, right? Like You've watched that transition of like me being really stressed about it to me being like, okay, I got this. Like I've done this enough times. We have a good dynamic. I think that will be the case for you too. The more you host, the more you'll ease into it. But I, what I really see, this is for all three of us, is we all really, really feed into perfectionism and we want to be perfect. We want everything to be perfect and that's something I think that we all have That's a curse and a blessing because it allows us to be motivated. It allows us to be good at the work that we do. It allows us to be perceived as good friends. But I think the motive behind perfectionism is where it gets tricky. If your motive is because you want to be perceived as perfect, that's when it becomes a selfish motive. When the motive is, I want everyone else to be comfortable, that's when you're now not thinking of yourself. So it's like, you need a balance, right? We need to have a balance of what is my motive here? I do want everyone to be comfortable and have fun, but I also want to be comfortable and have fun. And I think like trying to balance that is like one of that those greatest life lessons for women in general, because we're such caretakers. It's like that constant balance of like taking care of yourself and then taking care of other people, but also trusting that your friends or the people you're around can take care of themselves as well. Yes. So that's a big part is like, I don't want to be in charge of taking care of you. I love to take care of you, but I don't want to be in charge of it. And I don't want you to be in charge of taking care of me either. And how can we all collectively as a group like, have those healthy boundaries with each other, which I think we're all still working on, honestly. But I think every time we do something like this, we can sit with ourselves more and be like, okay, I was being a caretaker when I probably should have just let that person, like, process on their own. Because it is enabling at times to be, like, constantly taking care of somebody when you could just be letting them self-soothe. So there's, like... It's so it's such a it's such a balance when you're trying to be a perfectionist when you care about people, when you are a natural people pleaser. Like there's a lot of things that go into why we act the way that we do.
0: Definitely. I think it's be, like I just love listening to us process through this because I feel like most people like go on their trips and then like they don't talk about things afterwards and I think I think everyone should always enter friendships where everyone wants to like work to be their greatest self and knowing that we're all a work in progress. We're all, we all have things to, to evolve in within ourselves and as a group too, the group dynamic will forever keep changing. And I think as long as we, we know that it'll keep changing, we welcome that change for, for anyone listening to like search, and seek those friendships out, like people who are all willing to do the work and who don't get defensive when you say like, Hey, like, this is how I felt about this thing. It's not about you. It's like all within me, but like, like this was a trigger or like, this is what, this is what caused this because it's not anything that we can ever fully control. You can't always have a perfect, well, we can't ever have just a perfect experience. And if you do, then that is rare. But even that is so short-lived and there will always be moments, there will always be hiccups, but that's like the humanness in it. I think once we realize that, it's easier to like let things flow. And when you see that something's not going quite as you had planned, knowing that that's just how it's meant to unravel. And it's like, okay, like this might not be this like happy, joyous moment that I pictured, but this is a moment that like that we learn together that we grow together and as long as i know that i can grow with you guys like that's that's all i care about i loved our trip to be fair <laughs> like truly
1: i just wanted to bandwagon on welcoming change real quick because i think that that's a really important thing too and again something i'm working on is when you have friendships where people are constantly trying to work on themselves and grow you are going to be met with a different version of them every time you're with them. So it is so important to welcome change in relationships because if you don't, you fall into like old patterns. Like for me, for example, it's like, oh, if I had a bad time or I had an argument with a friend, it's like, oh, well, that's that. I'm not going to be their friend anymore because I don't want that kind of energy in my life. With our types of friendships and the way that we, the point that we're at in our lives, I, trust and know that you're going to grow through things that you need to grow through and you trust and know that I'm going to. So when we meet again, we are going to be different. It's inevitable because we're constantly changing and growing. And so being able to be okay with that, like, oh, past Andy would have been surprised that this version of Andy was able to get through that heat without complaining and kicking and screaming and throwing a fit but it's like, well, I've changed, I've grown and that's okay. And that's great. And next time I'll probably handle it even better. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And even there were moments bringing this back to what Cal even said in the beginning is like, there are just moments where you just had to laugh. And I know I talk about this a lot, but I think through the podcast I even said it, where like my therapist and I are working on not taking my life so seriously because I think everything's a life or death situation See, I'm laughing at that. Look at this is gross. And seeing those moments of growth and kind of welcoming it with humor helped me a lot and helped me a lot with you both here. I mean, there were moments where I was what felt like micromanaging and like a situation where Callie was just putting on a skirt and I reached over to zip it for her. And we both just looked at each other and laughed and Callie was like, did you just have a mom moment? And I was like, I just had a mom moment. Like I'm over here trying to like zip up your skirt that you're more than capable to zip up yourself. And it was just like little moments where, like that, where like we were both able to laugh and be like, that's ridiculous. All right, move on. <laughs> like those are, those are moments. Like that is a special thing to have with friends. Um, Life partners, I guess is kind of what I call you guys now because it's just true. Um, but it's, that is, I'm so grateful for that because I need that more. And sometimes I don't invite it or encourage it in. But when you both do it, it's easy for me to let that guard down and be like, God, that is funny. That was ridiculous. I can laugh at myself. Like I am not perfect. Mm -hmm. So I do appreciate you both also giving that grace um, and love to me because I think that actually was something I noticed that was so important for me. Like you both just being, adaptable and having humor within every moment because it was easy for me to just let go as well um Mm -hmm. yeah
0: I think the humor is what really makes the difference and we talked about this um on the trip too but it's a thing that Albert and I my partner and I do but it's we quack so if you are being too controlling if you notice that your pride is getting in the way like any of these moments where it's just like Oops! Sorry, my bad. Instead of trying to explain yourself or be like, "Oh, I did this," it's like we just kind of make it more humorous, and we look at each other, and I'll be like, "Oops! Sorry, quack, <laughs> quack." And like, what that means is, you know, like I admit that that was me, and I apologize, and you can move on because that's what ducks do. Like, they swim together, they swim off when they have like gotten in a little tizzy, and they flap their wings and they come back, and they keep swimming together. They don't hold grudges, they don't hold anything against each other. And I think that's like the biggest thing and just being able to know that like things could happen and we can have a conversation about it, but it's not something that's ever going to be like used against me or, or I'm not going to use anything against either of you because like truly when you commit to growth, like when you have those moments and just forewarning, you cannot use quack in a sarcastic, a sarcastic way or a sarcastic situation. Like it has to have that, that serious quality to it. So then it's not just a joke eventually. You can't be like, oh, fine, quack. It's like, this is serious. But Mar and I had a couple of those moments too where it was just like, hey, like, I, I see this and I'm going to quack. And we just laughed about it. And you let it just float off as just that. So I think humor is a really great way to admit when you're having one of those moments because we'll all have those moments where it's like we're either micromanaging something, we're trying to control it, even though it's beyond our control because all of those things just take us out of the present moment and when you're with somebody for that finite amount of time it's how many ways can we come back to being present not how long can we stay happy it's how how many times can we come back to being present and being on Yeah
1: and other? and just to kind of conclude that thought we did talk about that too that when you are in a relationship or you have friendships you are going to have disagreements. You're two different people. You're going to have different thought processes. You're going to have a different idea of how the day should go or the night should go or whatever. I purposely have attracted you into my life because you're different from me, because I value your differences, because I honor your differences. And so for me, disagreeing is absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of my relationship. So if we have a disagreement... Yep, as we should, is how I feel because we're not the same person, and I don't want you to be the same as me, and I don't want to be the same as you. Like small scale disagreements, right? Where it's not like core value things, but it's just like little moments, like little quack moments. I fully expect to have those with you guys for the rest of our lives. With that, it's how do you come back, right? Like Callie said, can you let it go? Can you drop it? Can you be forgiving? Can you be kind? Can you be loving? can you come back and how do you come back? And so in any moment, my worry about somebody's relationship with somebody else is never, are you having disagreements? It's never that. It's how do you come back from those disagreements and are you able to move through them with love, with kindness and bounce back to be who you need to be? Even if that takes some time, even if you need to withdraw for a little bit, even if you need some space, then can you eventually come back and you know, still have love with this person.
0: Yeah, definitely. And with that, um, we want to be mindful of our own time. We're so glad that we got to share our experience with you. I hope that you took something out of what we learned through this experience and can take that into your own life and your own relationships. But know that we are all forever just growing and, and changing and I hope that you honor the changes patience. that you're going through right now. Yes. Practicing patience oh. with yourself and others. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> thank you for listening. That, thank
0: you. We love you guys.
1: Thank, thank you so much. We do love love you. Me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate you and love you so deeply. We couldn't do this without you. If you want to find us in real time, you can go to our Instagram at Soul Women Podcast. Send us any messages, questions, comments, or concerns that you may have, or new episode ideas. We love to hear from you. This is Andy.
0: This is Callie. This is Mar.
1: And I'm emptying my trash. Who? Cool. And GoTo is recording? Yep, GoTo is recording. Oh, I painted my nails last night. Oh, way. those are so pretty. Ooh, all of the blues.
0: I really like them. And
1: then gray and white, but you know, mm-hmm. it's a I vibe.
0: Like I did mine the other day and I finally got the hang I of these little you stickers. I should show you this hand. And so they have little butterflies. I guess I on have nails. I have nails. You have nails. Oh, I like those ones. Hold on. Give me one second. Okay.
1: Well, now we can start the podcast. Thank you. Okay, Welcome. bye. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Soul Women Podcast. Where we are two and not three.
0: <laughs> two Two-thirds of the Soul Women Podcast are here, so you'll get two-thirds out of the enjoyment that you normally do. Buckle up and enjoy. Two-thirds you is better you? than no-thirds, if you ask me. Exactly. If you ask me, if even if it was me, I'd say... Probably not going to do it, man.
1: (laughs) I'd say, I guess I'll listen to two-thirds of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Two-thirds of the people. So people only listen to two-thirds of the podcast. (laughs) And then after after the two-thirds, it's just silence. That's like on the last
1: episode where it kept glitching and switching into another guest at the very end of the episode. It's literally like the last third of the episode was... Went from Courtney to like Claire's episode. And I was like, what is happening? What? Actually, I should throw that in this episode. If you've listened to the last episode and you noticed that little glitch, please go back and listen to the last 15 minutes because I feel like the most fire came from the last 15 minutes of episode 51. Yeah. So go back and listen if you um, noticed that little glitch and we're like, what the heck is going on? And if you didn't notice it, go back and listen anyways because. You should have noticed it. You should have noticed.
0: <laughs> the saddest thing is so I like, started doing my planner again, you know? Mm. And I got these brand new, like, beautiful fucking watercolor markers. And let's, when I say bougie markers, we're talking $4 per marker. Like, yeah, that's bougie. Those are some bougie markers. And then I got home and I, like, put a little bit on. And then I turned the fucking page and it bleeds.
1: Oh, they're bleeding markers.
0: They're meant for like just just the art print,
1: nothing oh, else. Oh, that's always that such sad. a bummer.
0: And of course I was like, she was like, do you need your receipt? And I was like, Pff. No. no. You're
1: why like, would why I, would I
0: ever need to return $4 markers? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this was a decision. I spent like 20 minutes testing out markers in the, in the aisle too, like. So long. Specifically
1: with your planner in mind. You're like, these are my new planner markers.
0: I was so excited, too. And I was like, I literally, I get so, so excited about this. And I was like, I was like, why did I already do the spread for this week? I was like, why did I already do that? Because now I have to wait till next week to use my markers. But, you know, it was meant to happen. Oh, Could, man. What?